Nothing great about the day here. It's wonderful weather for a Sunday afternoon. Swelling the crowd even further. And as mentioned, it's by no means one way here, the support. Benfica have a tremendous following. I think that surprises many of us who visit every year for the International Champions Cup, actually, just how well supported they are across the United States. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode 37 of Mr. Benfica. I am your host tonight, as always, the Mr. Mike Agustinu. And how is everyone doing tonight? It is another Friday night, another podcast. It is winter here in New England, everybody. Let me tell you, it is cold. Uh, working in a warehouse in the wee early hours of the morning all all week, as I do every week and every all year. Um, let me tell you, the temperature on the Fahrenheit scale was down in the teens this week. Um, around you know, when I go in at two thirty in the morning, uh, the temperature was down in the teens. That is negative temperatures for those of you on the Celsius um, scale. So very cold, uh, still adjusting, but. Lots uh, lots of football ahead. We're in the middle of an international break, of course. And um, I think this is, for Befica, this is actually a welcomed one. Normally, I don't feel this way. But given what's going on in the team and given the, the performances we've seen, I think uh, two weeks without matches could be a good thing for this team. I think it's a good chance to reset, a good chance to reboot. Uh, players like Gabriel and Chiquinho can use the rest as they're working their way back from injuries. And, um, hey, Pizzi had himself a goal playing for Portugal yesterday, a very nice goal. So Pizzi's on a little bit of a roll, three games in a row now with a goal. Um, well, three out of four, actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, three games out of four with a goal for the the midfielder there, our number 21. All right, I want to start out the show first and foremost this week with a shout-out and a congratulation to uh, the, a friend of the show, of course, to um, a podcast across the sea in Portugal. Congratulations to O Brinco de Batista, Sergio Ingracia. Congratulations, brother. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Ubrink the Batista won Best Sports Podcast in the Lisbon Podcast Festival, or the Portuguese Podcast Festival held in Lisbon, uh, known as Uspodge. Um That news broke on the 9th of, of November, I believe. 
uh, was the night of the gala and um, beating out some stiff competition from podcasts like uh, Sporting 160, uh, beating out Matrikilush and uh, Akabisadu, uh, sorry, no, beating out <laughs> Akulpa Edu Cavani. Um, a, a football club du Port based podcast and like I said Sporting 160 a Sporting based podcast um, so congratulations to Sergio congratulations to his entire team on Ubrinto Batista that's a podcast you know I have uh, recommended before and um, again if you haven't checked it out go to www.benficaindependent.com alright and find it there you can also find it on Apple on Google on Spotify wherever you get your podcasts Ubrink the Batista. All right, check it out. Congratulations again to everybody involved in that project. Um, also, this week, um, there's a lot to go over in the news this week. Um, I've got a lot of news written down, a lot of going on in the modalidades. All right, we'll hit on that. Um, we've also got some transfer rumors. I'll, I'll briefly ta- touch on that. And. Um, just gonna just gonna get into it. Um, little change of programming, okay? Uh, originally, I had said episode thirty-seven here would be a review of the UEFA Youth League. I'm gonna push that off to episode thirty-eight, the very next one. All right. I thought it would be better to review the Santa Clara match first. All right. So tonight, in this episode, we are reviewing a Santa Clara one, Benfica two, live from Uzsurj. Alright, as they say it there. Uza Surge in São Miguel. Alright, Benfica coming out victorious in front of a lot of Benficistas in the Azores. A lot of Benficistas in São Miguel, in Ponta Delgada. Um, a lot of traveling support for Benfica as well. Uh, it looked great on television, all the red in the stadium. And if you ever wanted to know what Benfica would look like in Nike kits, well... Santa Clara will sh- they showed you in that match. Uh awesome kits for Santa Clara. Um we'll get into that match shortly and we are going to go into the news now right after we pay a bill, okay? And then we got Reconquista and like I said we'll go into the news and after that we will review the match. It's Santa Clara Benfica tonight. It's episode 37 of Mr. Benfica. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinho. You can find me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. Find me on Instagram at Mr. Benfica and on Facebook. Just search Mr. Space Benfica and you will come up to the Mr. Benfica show page on Facebook. All right, stay right there. We will be right back. Sofrida a glória da vitória tem que ser bem nutrida Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Quem não fico por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós 
fuga E é isso o teu colinho Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não fico por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo nós somos o eterno abrigo nossas almas O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica Carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica And in the news this week, the week of November the 15th, we've got a lot of news to go over this week. Um, first off, the new pitch has been installed in the Stadio de Luz, okay? And uh, it has been completed, so now the the pitch is just going to sit and hopefully root very quickly. I'm sure they're going to be watering it well this time. And... Um, it should be ready to go when Befica resume play at home after this international break. Benfica are linked in the transfer market with Colombian winger Yoni Gonzalez, 25-year-old, from Fluminense in the Brasileirão. Um, there's been some talk about this, okay? And um, to me, this, this is... This is not what Befica needs, okay? I don't think Befica need to go get a subpar uh, winger who is playing, you know, who is battling off relegation right now in the Brasileirão. And um, all sources in Brazil indicate this isn't a player for Benfica. This looks like Benfica trying to go on the cheap again and trying to make it look like they're trying to reinforce the squad when, in fact, they're looking for bargains. Uh, they're shopping at the bargain outlet rather than really going after a legitimate player. And I'll tell you who I do want to see Benfica go after, and I don't believe they will do it. But who I want to see Benfica go after in the Brazilian league is a player on, on Flamengo known as Bruno Henrique. Okay, he plays either on the left. He can play on the left. He can play on the right. He can play both wings. But he's also can play in behind the forward. Uh, he can play the João Felix role. Okay, he is a little bit older. He's 28 years old. He's not going to be resold for a profit. But according to a transfer market, the website transfermarket.com, Bruno Henrique's value right now it sits at 4.5 million uh, euros. Okay, and um, he he's recently been called into the Brazilian national team. So, I mean it, the. It could be a long shot to get him at this point. He's had a fantastic season. He's got he's the second leading goal scorer in the Brazilian right now, behind only his teammate Gabi Goal. And uh, he just does it all. He passes well. He moves well. He plays in between the lines. He attacks from both sides. Like I said, shoots with both feet. He scores. He assists. Bruno Henrique is the player I'd like to see Benfica go after. Okay, Bruno Henrique from Flamengo. Um, I don't think they're gonna do it. And in fact, I don't think they're gonna pay what Flamengo are gonna ask even though the player is a bit older. So you can get him at a lower price because because he is a bit older. He's 28 years old. There will be no resale, but you don't have not every player you go get needs to be bought with the intention of reselling. They got plenty of young players to sell later. They need to get a couple veterans in here. I think Bruno Henrique will improve this squad uh tremendously and like I said, he can play any of the positions in the front whether it's behind the striker, 
play as the striker. He, in his natural position, is off of the left wing. Now that Rafa's out for a bit, he can he could fill in there. But Rafa will be back, you know, at the beginning of 2020. But still, you can you get this guy. He can play in behind. He can split time with with Shikin. You probably um, also play on the right and. If the you know if you want to play with a true number ten, this guy can kind of do it. That's a guy I want to see in a Benfica uniform. But like I said, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Bruno Lage was nominated for an award by the best public leaders. Um, it's a sports in the sports category, uh, a Portuguese award called best public leaders. Uh, he was long. Uh, he was nominated along with Cristiano Ronaldo, José Mourinho, all for their leadership qualities. Benfica's women's football department have come to an agreement to rescind the the contract of Brazilian Taylor Santos. All right, so she has. They have agreed to to uh, rescind the contract. They've come to an agreement for an exit, and the player has left Benfica's women's team or will be shortly leaving. Volleyball advances in the Champions League this week, beating OK Budva. Six to one over two legs, six sets to one over two legs. That is winning the second leg in Montenegro by scores uh, or their three sets that they won by scores of 25, 21, 25, 23, and 27, 25. Next up for Benfica on the Croatian side, Mladost Zagreb in the third and final preliminary round of the Champions League. Benfica advance past this. They will go into the Champions League group stage in volleyball. Basketball also was in Europe this week. Uh, they went one for two uh, on the week, uh, winning in the LPB in the Liga Profissional de Basketball, or the Liga Portuguesa de Basketball, I should say, in a clash uh, with Ilia Boom. Benfica victorious 72-63 on the road last Saturday, and then dropping their first loss of the FIBA Europe Cup this season on Wednesday in Holland against Leiden. Benfica lose 84-68 in in um, Holland. Their first defeat, like I said, in the FIBA Europe Cup this, this season. They are still top of the group in that competition. Next up for Benfica is Terceira Basket at the Pavilion Fidelidad outside Stadio de Luz um, on Saturday. That would be uh, today um, or shortly in a couple hours. It will be today. Uh, depending when you're listening to this, it may have already passed by the time you get to this podcast. Uh, futsal also stays top of the Liga Placard, 7-0 defeat of Leões Porto Salvo and a 6-2 victory over Quinta de Lobos last weekend. Next up is another is a match on Saturday away to Viseu 2001. And roller hockey continuing on uh, with with uh, results from last week. Roller hockey victorious 6-2 over Valongo. Next for roller hockey will be a Euro League matchup with Hockey Sarzana in Italy this Saturday. That match will be televised on BTV, 8 p.m. Lisbon time, 3 p.m. here on the East Coast of the United States. Women's futsal also victorious last week, beating Quinta de Lobos 2-1 and staying joint top of the table along with Sporting. Perfect 18 points from six matches. Women's football will return to the Liga BPI action this week on Sunday with a neighborhood derby away to Club Football Benfica. So the battle for the neighborhood of Benfica. Um, also, this week we had 
some news. Hui Costa gave an interview which, you know, has not been received well. Uh, basically, at least being interpreted as him sort of backing the president's comments about Europe. A lot of fans are unhappy. Um, if you read the article, I don't think it comes off as bad as the headlines will make it out to be, okay? Uh, Hui Costa does say that Europe needs to be, Benfica needs to be better in Europe. That's, of course, we're talking about the men's football team. Jonas visited the squad this week at training. And um, like I said earlier in the news, uh, PZ with a goal for Portugal in the... Euro qualifiers yesterday and today. Odie was started in goal, was starting in goal, I should say, for Greece. Greece picked up a 1-0 victory on the road in Armenia. And now let's go around the Liganage with results from round 11. Starting a week ago, Friday, November the 8th, Sportiv de Zavj drop a 1-2 defeat to Gilles Vicente at home in Vila de Zavj. Um, that was it for for the manager there at Vila de Zavj. And wouldn't you know, um, just yesterday, I believe, uh, Nuno Mantasant, previously the coach of Maritimo, had come to an agreement with Maritimo for his release to get out of his contract and with ours, uh, or I should say within a day or so, he was at, unveiled as the new manager of Sportivo de Zavj. So Nuno Manta goes back to continental Portugal, back up north where he's from, and he takes over at Avj on Saturday, November the 9th. Three matches were played. Rio Ave victorious at home, 1-0 over Vitoria Stubal. Santa Clara uh, won, Benfica 2 which is the match we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. And probably the match of the week. Phenomenal match. I watched this one. Um, watched this one with with some family. And this was an exciting match. Family count three. Moreirense three. Family count the surprise darlings of the league so far. We're up 3-0 in this one. Moreirense battled all the way back to steal a point. 3-3. On Sunday, we had Maritimo one. Portimonense one. Passos de Ferreira one. Tondela nil. Sporting 2, Code City Blues 0. Uh, In the Minho Derby, we had Vitoria Guimarães 0, Sporting Clube de Braga 2. And in the Derby Tripeiro, up in the, in Porto, Boa Vista 0, Porto 1. Porto missing, of course, a number of starters who had decided to pull an all-nighter the night before the match. Um... And uh, Sergio Conceição doubling down on that, on, on the team policies, and he suspended, uh, among others, uh, Marquesin and Mateus Uribe, among other players. And that is the news for this week, everybody. Uh, when we come back, we're going to go right into the match. All right, we're going to get right into Benfica and Santa Clara in the Azores. This is Mr. Benfica. On Twitter, of course, at Benfica Mister, and on Instagram at Mister Benfica. We'll be back in one moment to get started with Santa Clara versus Benfica. Tarde, vamos então ouvir o treinador do Benfica, Bruno Lage. Boa tarde, estamos em direto para a BTV. O Benfica vai aos Açores na condição de líder deste campeonato nacional, com o melhor ataque, com a melhor defesa. Que dificuldades espera frente a esta Santa Clara? Sim, vamos nessas condições e o nosso objetivo é sair de lado com, nas, mesmas, nas mesmas condições, na mesma posição e por isso temos que fazer um, um grande jogo porque realmente vamos jogar contra uma equipa que mais uma vez um, um bom trabalho do, do João com um bom início de época uma equipa que 
tem apresentado um bom futebol, com vitórias, uh, está à meio da tabela, com pontos conquistados que lhe dão uh, a tranquilidade necessária e depois também uma equipa que domina uh, dois sistemas muito bem, uh, eventualmente poderemos ter que jogar contra mais uma, uma linha de cinco, por isso temos de estar preparados para, para todas as eventualidades e no, no fim fazer um, um bom jogo, uma boa exibição, conseguir os três pontos e, e terminar este ciclo de, de, de sete jogos uh, líderes do campeonato. And that right there is the pregame comments from the manager Bruno Lage uh, in the pregame presser, or I should say, in the you know the days leading up to the match. Um, asked about about uh, this trip to the Azores and the tough match ahead, and he's the reporter asks, you know, Benfica traveling to the Azores in first place with the most goals scored and the fewest goals allowed. What do they, does he expect uh, from Santa Clara? And uh, to paraphrase um, the translation, he says, yeah, we go to San Miguel as leaders, and the goal is to return that way. Um, for that, we'll have to play a good match against a team who's once again in a good position, um, in part thanks to their their coach and the good job by their coach, João Afonso. Um, they've played some good football with victories, and they find themselves mid-table and deservedly so. They can play two systems of play quite well, and we may have to prepare a eventuality of once again um, playing against a line of five at the back. What's important is that we play well, give a good spectacle, and bring home three points to close out this cluster of seven matches between the international breaks. Those are more or less the words of Bruno Lage and while uh, his declaration there um, about playing well in the spectacle didn't really come true, uh, but the most important was the three points, and Benfica does accomplish that. Okay, so let's go now. To the Azores, let's go to São Miguel, the Estadio São Miguel in Ponta Delgada, okay? And we are in front of a sold-out crowd of 8,309. With the, the starting lineups, starting with the home side, Santa Clara. Um, interestingly enough, the players are all wearing uh, names of the different Azorian Islands on their jerseys for this game. They're not wearing their own names. It took a moment to uh, to realize that, and it what caught my eyes was when number eighty-eight uh, Chiku Hamush was wearing what I be- what looked like it was STA dot Maria. Um, of course, the island my mother was born and raised on Santa Maria. So that caught my eye when I noticed. I said to myself, I don't remember a player named Santa Maria, and then I noticed the next players. Got Graciosa on the back of his shirt, and then I see Corvo Flores and São Miguel, uh, to say the least, not to mention um, the other islands as well, São Jorge, Pico, Fayal. Um, all of the islands represented on the back of the jerseys of the Santa Clara players. Pretty cool little little thing there. And uh, like I said, if you ever wondered what Benfica would look like in Nike kits, take a look at Santa Clara. I like them. I like them. Um, a lot of people complaining about Adidas and complaining about the away kits that Adidas have kind of been forcing on Benfica. Well, hey. Uh, look at what Nike can do. I, I like those kits that Santa Clara are wearing. All right, so in goal for Santa Clara for the Azorian side, Marco Rocha. 
across the back. The right back is Rafael Ramush, a Benfica youth product. And those of you that are fans of Major League Soccer may remember Rafael Ramush, a former member of Orlando City SC in their first couple seasons of existence. The center back pairing Cesar and João. Um, the left-sided defender is is Sanusi, the Nigerian. In midfield, we have a four-man midfield. Nene on the right. Shiku Hamuj, number 88. The, of course, the player wearing Santa Maria on his back. And the Iraqi international Osama Rashid in midfield with him. And Carlos Jr. is the left-sided midfielder with the strike par, strike pair of Zemanel and Thiago Santana. Benfica in their normal 4-4-2. Odie is in goal. Uh, the right back is Andre Almeida, Ruben Dias, and Jardel is in for the injured Ferru. As Ferru, as you remember, is suffering a fracture in his nose in the matchup against uh, Leon in the Champions League just a few days before this match. Grimaldo is the left back. The four-man midfield, Pizzi on the right. Tino and Gabriel in the middle with Cervi on the left. And up front, Chiquinho and Seferovic returns to the starting lineup, replacing uh, Carlos Vinicius, who had started the previous two matches. And let's go now to the match. And starting off... um, we have a foul from Florentino real early as he fouls Rashid in the attacking half. And Rashid has a go with the right-footed shot from outside the box in the third minute. Saved by Odiseish in the top right corner. Fifth minute attempt is blocked as Chiquinho's right-footed shot from outside the box was blocked by the Santa Clara backline. We have another attempt missed in the 13th minute. This time it's Andre Almeida from distance. Right-footed shot more than 35 yards away. Was close, but it misses to the right. Gabriel winning a free kick in the 14th minute in his own defensive half. But as Benfica start going the other way, uh, Cervi tries a through ball, but Seferovic is caught offside. And then against the run of play in the 16th minute, we have a play here by Santa Clara. Have a listen, and this is what it sounded like on RTP. Júnior, o brasileiro, a rematar a contar e está feito o primeiro da partida no estádio de São Miguel. Marca este corvo hoje, mas que é Carlos Júnior, segundo golo na Liga Portuguesa para Carlos. So it's Santa Clara surprising and shocking the champions in the 16th minute with an early lead goal from Carlos Júnior on a brilliant cross from Rafael Ramos and André Almeida really uh, made to look pretty poor on the play um the it's a cross from from the right back Rafael Ramos he finds Carlos Jr at the far post um from very close range and the Brazilian heads it into the bottom left corner beating Odie making it 1-0 to Santa Clara and again um 
Almeida not looking very good on this play as he is beaten in the air by a smaller player. And um, former Mexico coach and current uh, Paraguay coach Juan Carlos Osorio always said, and I've heard him say this in many interviews and in press conferences, he doesn't like the attacking wingbacks for one reason, and it was it's goals like this. He says his... His data that he's collected and that his staff has collected over the years, his statistics, is that a very high percentage of goals are scored on crosses where the outside back is beat in the air. The the attacking back, the smaller back, though Andre Almeida is not a small back, he was beaten in the air um, on this play by a smaller player. And, um, you know... It was not a good look for Benfica as they gave the ball away in midfield. And um, Gabriel just having a rough go of it in this match. And unfortunately for him, it would not really improve for him. And it would be Santa Clara, like I said, getting on the board first. And it's 1-0. And uh, Benfica need to wake up here as... um, the the poor play from Leon carries over into this match. And Benfica... Desperately in need of a jump start here. We go to the 25th minute. And there's an attempt missed here as Chiquinho has a right-footed shot from outside the box, but high and wide. Santa Clara get a corner in the 29th minute. It was conceded by Ruben Dias, but nothing comes of it as... um, Nene has a right-footed shot from outside the box that is far too high and wide right um, as a result of that corner. We move on here to the 39th minute. It's Santa Clara again. An attempt missed by Zemanel. Right-footed shot from the center of the box. Misses to the right. He had been set up by the Nigerian Sanusi with a cross, and Zemanel's shot misses just to the right. Forty-first minute, we have Grimaldo's left-footed shot blocked from outside the box. Forty-second, uh, Zemanel wins a free kick as he's fouled by Grimaldo, and we move on here to the forty-fourth, and Shiko Hamus will win a free kick in his own defensive half. Gabriel picks up a foul. Not a good game, like I just said, for Gabriel. Maybe the worst game I've ever seen him play in a Benfica uniform. I think he was rushed back. Honestly, I don't think he was ready to come back. But because the midfield just was not functioning the way it it, it needs to without him, I think he was hurried back a bit. So... For his sake, I hope that these next two, uh, or I should say these next 10 days or so of international break will be good to him. Uh, he needs to get fitter. And people are pointing out, you know, perhaps he's he's slightly overweight. I'm not going to go there. Um, but uh, he needs to get fit. I will definitely say he's not fit. And naturally, he, he had another stoppage. You know, he's had two injuries now in the past I don't know, nine months. He spent a good six of those nine months uh, on the injured list. So naturally fitness is going to be an issue for him, and I hope that they can start to work him back in a little more slowly. Uh, One thing I don't like that I I will be critical of Bruno Lage for this season especially is that a player will go on an injury. Okay, He'll go out for some time, and once he's cleared to play, he goes 
Bruno Lage slots him right back in 90 minutes. And uh, you see this with Chiquinho as well. We we lost Rafa for quite some time already because he picked up a knock and went right to playing a full 90 rather than being worked back in slowly, regaining strength, regaining resistance in those muscles, in those injured muscles and tendons. Um, and I, I'm nervous for, for Chiquinho. I'm nervous for Gabriel um, because these are injuries that I don't want to see repeated. We cannot afford to have these players on the sideline. In the 45th plus three, Carlos Carl Jr., the goal scorer, sees a yellow card for a bad foul on Andre Almeida. And as a result, an attempt would be saved as Befica would get the free kick. And PZ would cross it from the free kick. His cross finds the head of Ruben Diaz in the center of the box, but his header saved in the bottom left-hand corner by Marcus Rocha. And that takes us to the half. All right, so Santa Clara go into the locker room ahead a goal to nil over Benfica. And Bruno Lage really with his hands full again. And um, let's talk for a minute about halftime. This is coming courtesy of Literal Ischirdu, my favorite uh, blog, my favorite uh, tactical coverage. Okay, uh, but he did talk to the media and um, I should say Andre Almeida talked about what was said in the halftime team talk. Okay, and um, I'll read it here first. Um, I'll read it in Portuguese first, and then I, I will translate it as we have Lige here saying, Tivemos de mexer com questões táticas e também com a emoção dos jogadores. É um assunto particular que fica entre nós, mas viu-se uma equipa completamente diferente. Lige was saying that at the end of the match about what needed to happen at, um, at halftime. And um, what that means is we needed to make changes... Um, with you know in 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 respect to to tactical questions and also we needed to make a change in the emotion of the players um it's a it's a particular a particular situation and it's going to stay between us but we saw a completely different team in the second half is what Bruno Lage told um the reporters here after the game. And so Andre Almeida, this is printed, like I said, in Lateral Esquerdo. Uh, Andre Almeida goes on to say this. And um, this was not having heard the comments of Bruno Lage. Andre Almeida said, Não sei se posso partilhar, mas o mister disse-nos que iria ser novamente pai e queria juntar a isso uma vitória. Isso deu-nos uma nova força para irmos à procura de, dos três pontos, uh, Andre Almeida. So in English that means Andre Almeida unsure if he's supposed to share this, but the the Mister the manager uh, told the team at halftime that he's going to once again be a father, <laughs> um, and he really wants to announce that with a victory. Um, Andre Almeida says that that gave them some new life, some new strength. And they went in search of the three points. Um, 
So the story is, and the legend is now, that Brunelage told the team at halftime that his wife is expecting, and uh, little Jaime is going to have a a sibling. Um, Left it all scared, goes on to talk about the mental part of the game, and they will quote a past article that... uh, was posted in in Lateral Schirt back in 2016. And I will read a bit of it here and then paraphrase for you. But according, you know, this this is coming from, uh, of course, uh, Pedro Bosch, one of, uh, if not my favorite uh, football commentator now anywhere. And he this is written under the pen name of Paolo Maldini as he writes on Lateral Schirt. But he wrote this back in 2016. Apart mental. A motivação e confiança nunca foram por cá muito abordados por uma razão especial. Não estando no terreno, tudo o que se poderá fazer é espectacular sobre as competências ou não dos treinadores em tal capítulo. E por não pretendemos abordar assuntos sobre os quais os dados que chegam não são concretos, tal como foi sempre desprezado por aqui. Porém, tal não significa que seja algo que deva desprezar no desfecho de cada jogo. Okay? Muito pelo contrário. E se a prática me fez perceber algumas coisas, a importância de mexer com as emoções e com a adrenalina antes de cada partida foi uma delas. Alright, so I'll, I'll stop there. Pedro is saying that um, the mental part of the game, I'll paraphrase, mental part of the game um, as far as motivation and confidence, we're never very, we're never so much valued uh, in Portugal. I'm assuming he's saying porca uh, there in Portugal um, for a special reason because uh, you know not being on the ground um, and not being concrete, all that can be done um, about some spectacular competencies um or not whether the competency or not of the 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 coach um on in such a way um you can't you can't um pretend to value certain things um of which you know are not concrete coaches don't like to value things that are not concrete and i i apologize for my uh, lack of uh articulation here in my in my translation it does sound better in Portuguese um, but he's also saying here he goes on to say the point is um, you know it's not it's not always about what you know what can be can be touched or what is concrete but much to the contrary um, what he's learned is that some things, like the importance of moving the emotion with adrenaline for each match is one of those important intangibles is the word we like to use in English. So he's talking about the intangibles, and Bruno Lage goes to the intangibles here. And um, this has been a little bit mocked throughout the media, I do have to say. Um, some are mocking this. Others are saying, hey, keep <laughs> maybe, maybe um, if things turn around and if Benfica go on to win the title and to play better the rest of the season that, you know, the MVP is Mrs. Leish. Um, but whether or not this was said in seriousness 
or in in you know lightheartedness maybe to lighten the mood the team was stressed the team was playing under a lot of pressure something like this sometimes we weren't in the locker room okay we don't know the tone and we don't know the contact or I should just say we don't know the tone in which Bruno Lage delivers this this statement okay so some have mocked it saying this is pathetic and saying that if you need to come up with if you need to announce something like this to get a group of professional players motivated to play a team that is lower in the table than them a team and a lower level than them in in all reality then there's bigger problems in Benfica than what we can see um honestly uh again without being in that locker room you don't know the tone he said this. This could have easily been a very lighthearted comment saying, hey, I'm about to announce I'm going to be a father, guys, and, you know, that's not going to sound good with a defeat. And everybody has a little laugh. The players feel some of the pressure alleviated, okay, and they come out a little bit looser in the second half. And Lige will say that, you know, the team was different in the second half. So not everyone agrees. Some people think that they were good for about 10, 15 minutes, and the rest of the time uh, – it was much of the same from the first half. But in any way, it looks like Andre Almeida let the cat out of the bag and announced to the to everyone uh, the secret that the, the coach and uh, his wife, I hope they had... Uh, I hope they had the ability to announce it to their families before this made national news. But Benfica no doubt come out in the second half um, with at least some more intention. So... Let's go to the second half, all right? Stay right there. We'll be right back with the second half. And um, this is Mr. Benfica. I am the Mr., of course, Mike Agustinho. You can find me on Twitter at Benfica Mr., on Instagram at Mr. Benfica, and on Facebook, of course, two words, Mr. Space Benfica. And you can find the show page. We'll be right back with the second half recap. Welcome back to episode 37 of Mr. Befica. Let's go to the second half. And before we get any further, of course, a substitution right at the half um, as Florentino Luigi is subbed off for the now uh, now famous My Cousin Vinny. That's right. Um, Carlos Vinicius comes on, a forward for a midfielder. Bruno Lage switching to the 4-3-3. Um, as Benfica have to change it up and have to attack differently. Not the best of games from Florentino Luis. Um, however, Gabri, it, it actually makes sense. It's Florentino Luis's entire game is a defensive-minded game, and Benfica having to go chase a result as poorly as Gabriel was playing, it would not have made as much sense to take him off and keep Florentino on the pitch, um, given you know, the makeup of the team and what we had to do. So 
We go on into the second half now, and it's the 48th minute, and it's Santa Clara with the first chance of the half. Zeminel, right-footed shot from the right side of the six-yard box. Misses just right. He's just shy of the near post, and Benfica escape, um, escape the dangerous one there. 49th minute, it's Santa Clara again. Rashid with a left-footed shot from the left side of the box, saved in the top right corner by Odiseas Vlakodimus. Odi with another save. He had himself another good game, and um, it's no surprise that Greece selected him to be the number one today against Armenia in their victory, as he has been playing some of the best, uh, some of the best goalkeeping he's played since he's joined Befica. 51st minute and it's another this time it's Benfica with the opportunity as Jardel's header from the center of the box is saved in the top center of the goal off of a Grimaldo cross Fifth, still in the 51st Sanusi's left has a left-footed shot for Santa Clara from a difficult angle from a difficult angle excuse me long range um on the left but he misses to the right uh, Marco had had fed him on a fast break Marco Rocha the goalkeeper of course and we have a corner in the 51st minute for Benfica it is surrendered by Cesar Martins the central defender and on the ensuing corner kick Ruben Diaz gets a right footed shot from the center of the box saved in the top right corner by Marcus Rocha and he keeps Santa Clara in the lead here 52nd minute, Peasy wins a free kick in his defensive half, fouled by Nene. And then 53rd minute, Shikinu tracking all the way back into his defensive half, wins a foul. Quick restart, a little bit of a broken play there as, as uh, Gabriel kind of makes a mess of the ball. It ends up on Ruben Diaz, who knocks it forward. And in the midst of all the mess, we get this. Será esta a estratégia do Santa Clara para a segunda parte. Tentar sair e aproveitar as costas. Atenção a Pizzi. Sai no drible. Pizzi. O rebote e o golo. Marca o Benfica. Marca Vinícius. Jogada de Pizzi aos 9 minutos da segunda parte. E Vinícius à boca da baliza a fazer o quinto gol do campeonato. Bastaram-lhe 9 minutos em campo para... And that was the equalizer from my cousin Vinny, from Carlos Vinicius, after some great work from Chiquinho to hold the ball, to attack, and to fend off the Santa Clara defender. Santa Clara would, would cry for a foul. They'd claim for a foul, I should say. Uh, the referee, had a, he had a check with the VAR official. Um, no foul, no offside on Vinicius as Pizzi carries the ball into the area and places the ball or drives the ball across goal where Vinicius is waiting right there to tap it in. Benfica draw level in the sixth in the 53rd minute. It's 1-1. And then in the 57th minute. Gabriel will draw a free kick down the left wing. He is fouled by Zeminel, and Zeminel goes in the referee's book with a yellow card. In the 58th minute, Seferovic has a header from the center of the box, but it's high and wide off of a Grimaldo cross. 61st minute, Rashid, right-footed shot from the center of the box, is blocked. He'd been set up by Rafael Ramush, but... 
Ruben Diaz is there to block the shot. And in the 62nd minute, João Henrique, I had called him João Afonso at the beginning of the pod there. And I apologize for the the mistake. It is João Henrique is the manager for Santa Clara as João Afonso is the center back. But João Henrique goes to the bench and he brings on Lincoln and replaces Azamanel. 62nd minute still. Shiku Ramuz with a right-footed shot from outside the box. He misses to the left following the corner. In the 67th minute, it's Bruno Lage again going to the bench for the second time. Franco Cervi's day is done. The Argentinian gives way to the Morocco international, Adel Tarapt, who was a key figure for Benfica not that long ago. Now finds himself on the bench, but no doubt Tarapt coming in as Benfica need to find a winner with just over 20 minutes to go. In the 68th minute, still a yellow card shown to Santa Clara's Rafael Ramush um, for a foul on Grimaldo. 69th minute, Gabriel has a left-footed shot from outside the box. He misses left. 70th minute, it is Santa Clara now going to the substitutes bench. The veteran Ukra comes on for the goal scorer, Carlos Jr., and in the 71st minute, it's Gabriel's ch- turn to go into the referee's book. He f- goes in for a foul on on Rashid. The referee had seen enough. Andre Almeida fouls Lincoln in the 75th. But in the 77th, again, Santa Clara trying to play out of the back. Playing with the ball a little too much. Uh, they would turn it over in a dangerous possession and give way to this. Atenção, recuperação de André Almeida no ressalto. Seferovic dá para Pizzi e pode marcar o remate gol. É caído do céu. Marca o Benfica numa oferta do jogador do Santa Clara. Marca Pizzi para a equipa encarnada. Oitavo gol no campeonato. Vai abraçar-se, penso que é o treinador do Benfica, Pizzi, a marcar para os encarnados. Ora, repare-se, Pizzi a receber, depois da oferta do jogador de Santa Clara, e está feito o segundo do Benfica. And that is the Liga Naja's top scorer, Pizzi, scoring his eighth league goal of the season there. Top of the league, like, like I said. And he puts Benfica ahead in the 77th minute. And it looks now like Benfica are going to be able to leave the Azores with the three points. And a nice assist from Seferovic on the play. Um, Pizzi's right-footed shot from the center of the box. Um, goes to the center of the goal again. Santa Clara with a bad turnover, just at the just at the edge of the the middle to attacking third in there, or the middle to defensive third in Santa Clara's half in their own middle to defensive third, gives way to Benfica to walk in. Nice pass from Seferovic. Um, Pizzi uncontested with his right foot just puts it in the center of the goal. It's two to one to Benfica. Santa Clara will have to go to the substitutes bench again. This time it's Guy Adam Schettini coming in for Shiku Hums. And Seferovic would have a left footed shot in the 79th from outside the box. Saved. And he would have been set up by Shikinu there. 
Nenev, Santa Clara, left-footed shot in the 80th outside the box. It's close, but he misses to the top right corner. Move forward here. We're in the 85th, and Adele Tarapt shown a yellow card for a foul here on João Afonso. And Benfica are looking to hold on as the game starts to move towards its crescendo. We have... In the 90th, plus one, a dangerous opportunity for Santa Clara. It's Ucra, the former Football Club do Porto and Sporting Braga product. Right-footed shot from the right side of the box is close, but he misses just to the left. Benfica will make their final substitution in the 90th, plus three. Jedson comes on for Seferovic. It's reversing, in a sense, the tactical switch at halftime. Uh, when an attacker entered for a midfielder. Now a midfielder coming on for an attacker to go back and re-solidify the midfield for the closing moments. But Santa Clara get a dangerous free kick in their attacking half in the 90th plus three. A foul by Chiquinho on Lincoln. But the free kick is to no avail. And the referee blows his whistle for full time at 90 plus four. Benfica. Pick up all three points on the road in front of a very partisan Benfica crowd in the Azores. Um, Not by any means a fabulous performance from Benfica. I'm not going to sit here and say that. Um, This team is struggling, no doubt. There are, I think there's there's some issues with this squad rotation or just the number of changes that keep getting made. This team's having a hard time getting any any rhythm, any continuity, any. familiarization with each other um, game to game just change after change as far as the f- the attacking options it looks like Bruno Lage is going with with uh, the hot foot if you will um, Seferovic on the bench for two games comes in on the Champions League gets a goal back to the starting lineup you know Vinicius comes in in this game gets a goal will we see Vinicius starting in the next round for Befica when the league returns at the end of the month um also when Befica return and next week it will be a Taça de Portugal game fourth round now I believe against a Vizela on the road against the Campeonato Portugal um side we, I think we're going to see Raul de Tomaj uh, get some burn in that one as he has now gone two to three matches without playing. Let's go to the goal point and go over the ratings and the statistics in this one. As I pull up the goal point here and we look on. So we'll start with the ratings for the Santa Clara players. Marco Rocha, the goalkeeper, 6.7. The right back, uh, Zaidu, the, the, or I should say the left back, excuse me, Sanusi, Zaidu Sanusi, 5.8. João Afonso, the center back, 6.8. He was, he was uh, their best player in the match. Cesar, 5.4. Rafael Ramos, 5.8. In the midfield, Zemanel, uh, the attacker, 3.9, while Rashid had a 6.1. Shiku uh, Ramos, 5.1. Nene, 4.7. And Carlos Jr., 6.5. Thiago Santana, a 4.5. Up front, really not in any way, shape, or form a factor in this match was Santana. Substitutes that came on and earned a rating still. Lincoln, 5.7. And Ukra, 4.8. Benfica. Odi with a 5.9. Uh, 
We got Andre Almeida, the right back, 4.7. Ruben Dias, 6.3. Jardel, 5.3. Grimaldo, 4.9. Not a very good uh, showing from the Spanish left back. Franco Cervi, the left midfielder, 5.4. Gabriela, 6.2. And um, I think that's a little bit generous given how many how many turnovers and how many giveaways Gabriel had, how many failed long passes or vertical passes, I should say. Um, Gabriel had in this match not anywhere near the player we're used to seeing hopefully again like I've said that this time this international break will will give him a chance to recover more get some more fitness get some more rhythm and get some more um, get some more fluidity in his play Florentino has a 5.4 on this one. And PZ, the right-sided midfielder, he's the man of the match with an 8.1, a goal and an assist for the Portugal international. The attackers, Chiquinho 5.8 and Safarovic 5.6. Statistics in this one, starting with the shots on goal, 12, or shots, I should say, total shots, 12 to 12. Shots on goal, Benfica with the edge, 6 shots to 3. Shots from within the area, seven to each team. Passes completed, Benfica 604 passes to Santa Clara's 280. Big disparity in the number of passes, of course. Benfica, a lot of their passes sideways and backwards in this one, um, which kind of throws those numbers a little bit. Efficiency of the pass, Santa Clara only 66.4% efficient on the pass. Benfica 81.8% efficient. However, in the vertical passes, forward passes, Santa Clara 51.8% to Benfica's 65%. As we said, the man of the match was Peasy. And Peasy would have one goal, one assist, eight dribbles attempted, four succeeded. Also, coming off the bench, Vinicius with a 6.1 rating. Terrapt had a 4.6. Uh, possession, Benfica with the edge, 68 to. 68% 231, of course, with a lot of sideways and back passing. Three offsides to each team. Santa Clara commits 13 fouls. Benfica commits 10. Duels won almost even. Benfica 51 duels won to Santa Clara's 49. Benfica with 17 crosses to Santa Clara's 7. Let's look now at the... Leaders in the Liga Nage. All right, we're going to pull up the leaders here and quickly go through that statistic as we have the scorers. All right, top scorer right now with eight goals is Peasy. Two of those goals coming from the penalty spot. Second, Anderson Silva of Famalicão and Zé Luiz, both with six goals, none of them for either from the penalty spot. Carlos Vinicius, my cousin Vinny, is f- tied for fourth with five. No goals from the penalty spot for him, so that tips him ahead of Bruno Fernandes and Fabio Martins, as well as Sandro Lima, who all have five goals, but each with two penalty kicks converted. Antonio Martinez is eighth with four goals for Famalicão. Douglas Tanque has four, and Mehdi Taremi rounds out the top ten, along with Musa Marega and Paulinho with four each. We go to assists now, and it is Bruno Fernandes leading the league with five assists, Grimaldo with four, 
Meharad Mohamidi of the Sportive das Aves also have a four. Pizzi has four as well. We move on to minutes per goal. This is a interesting stat. Um, and Anderson Silva, actually, the Fumley Cove player with six goals, is scoring a goal every 39 minutes. Carlos Vinicius is second with a goal every 53 minutes. Now, the fixtures for the next round of the Liga Nage, which will begin on Friday, November the 29th. It will begin in the Azores. It will be Santa Clara playing host to Boavista on a Friday, Saturday, November the 30th. Morirense host Desportivo das Aves. Benfica host Maritimo at the new pitch at the Estadio de Luz. Uh, Portimorense will host Famalicão. At home that day as well. The next day, Sunday, the 1st of December, you will have Tondela at home to Code City. Vitoria, Stubal home to Vitoria Guimarães in the Battle of the Vitorias. Gil Vicente home to Sporting. Remember, uh, Gil Vicente already beating Porto on their home pitch this season. And then rounding out the round on Monday, December the 2nd, Braga home to Rio Ave in what is a very interesting matchup for that for that round. And Football Club do Porto home to Passos de Ferreira. So the standings now as it stands after 11 rounds. Benfica are top with 30 points. That's 10 wins and 1 defeat. 25 goals for 24 uh, against Football Club do Porto are two behind with 28. Famalicão are in third with 24, while Sporting are fourth with 20. Vitória Guimarães below them on 16. And then sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth are in respective order. Rioav, Boavista, Tondela, and Braga all with 15 points. Gil Vicente is 10th with 13 as is Santa Clara. They are all even. Negative three goal difference for both of them. Dori Stubel is 12th with 12 points. Moreirense is 13th on 11 points. Maritimo right behind them, but with a poorer goal difference. They're also on 11 points, as is Bulanish Saad, a.k.a. Code City Blues. 11 points, negative 10 goal difference. Portimonense is just above the relegation line. As them and Passos Ferreira share 16th and 17th place each with 8 points. Portimorense with a slightly better goal difference. They're at minus 8. Passos Ferreira minus 10. And Desportivo dos Aves is in the basement. 11 matches, of course. 1 victory, 10 defeats, 12 goals, 4-26 against negative 14 goal difference and only 3 points. All right. Programming note going forward, like I said, we will have an episode reviewing the Europe, the UEFA Youth League. Excuse me. Also got another episode coming out soon, either this week or next week. Different kind of episode that I have put together. It's a matter now of when I want to release it. There'll be more details about that in episode 38. All right. Um, my uh, my personal work schedule is about to get really crazy, so content may be a little less consistent um, for the next 
six weeks or so, there will be a pod. Don't worry. I will continue doing pods. I just don't know if they'll be on Friday, if they'll be on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It won't be on Monday. I can promise, actually, it won't be during the week. Um, I'm about to start my holiday hours um, in the shipping business, of course. Um, if, you, if you don't know, I work... Um, a second job as a loader in a warehouse for the UPS company, the shipping company. And with the holiday rush coming, um, our hours are getting significantly increased. I'll be working very soon. I'll be work from Black Friday until Christmas Eve. I will be working midnight to 9 a.m. Uh, before going to my, my other job. <laughs> okay, my other job where I work from 11 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. So um, I don't know how much content I will be putting out between now and the end of the year, but there will be something each and every week. If not each and every week, definitely every other week. I will definitely keep um, posting content and I will continue to tweet and promote it. And of course, I'm going to keep watching Benfica. Um, you're just going to have to find a way, find the time. Um, hit me up, of course, on Twitter at Benfica Mr. on Instagram at Mr. Benfica or on Facebook at Benfica at, uh, excuse me, Mr. Space Benfica. Just put that in your search bar and you will find it. Okay. Um, don't forget to check out some of the other podcasts. Again, Brink to Batista, award-winning Brink to Batista, uh, Benfica FM, Benfica Podcast, Azagish, Benfica After 90 on YouTube. All of that is great stuff. Also, um, Lateral Esquerdo has a, a podcast, and as does Matra Kilush. They're doing their flashbacks. Fantastic podcast if you understand Portuguese. Um, as far as in English, there's also... The, the Daily Ramble, okay, they put on a bunch of different stuff. Check them out. Really good stuff. Uh, my favorite there is the classic games. I'm a, I am I love the old stuff. Let me tell you, I love the old stuff. Um, also, I wanted to uh, mention a new podcast that I have recently discovered. It is called Pro Scout Podcast, okay? It is a Portuguese podcast despite the English title. And what they're focusing on right now is pretty cool. It is the third level of football in Portugal, the Campeonato Nacional de Portugal, the of course where my hometown Caldas Sport Clube plays, my father's hometown. Uh, they play in the Campeonato de Portugal, the seniors, the third level of football. Where Benfica's next opponent in the Taça de Portugal come from also. They play in Serie A, my Caldas play in Serie C. But um, they cover that league pretty well. They give you all the scores. They give you all the, the standings. They give you players of the week. Um, I've really enjoyed listening to it, getting to know all the different players and all the different uh, clubs. A lot of clubs in that level that you'll recognize if you were following the Portuguese First Division in the 90s. Beiramar, uh, Lessa, uh, Campmeirense, um, Salgueja, I think, is still in the districts. But they are moving their way up. Olianes is there. Uh, just Union da Madeira, Tirsens, uh, Felgueiras, uh, clubs that all were in the in the first division at one time or another. Really cool to uh, to follow those teams as they try to fight their way back to the professional ranks. So I recommend anyone check that out. If you're if you have family in a small town in Portugal that has a team in that league, I think you'll enjoy it. Um 
Also, uh, some international football. Enjoy it. Um, Portugal will be playing for qualify for a spot in the Euro on Sunday morning here in the United States. Sunday afternoon in Portugal, traveling to Luxembourg, uh, needing a victory to sew up qualification. Um, earlier tonight, United States avenged their loss to Canada with a four to one victory. Now looks like United States will win the group in that Concacaf Nations League and find themselves in the final four. Um, a bit harsh, I think. I think the Canadian team deserves better. It's not that I'm against the Americans. Uh, I mean, I live here, but there's a lot of problems in U.S. soccer, and I think they need to be resolved, and they're not being resolved, and they're being um, shoved under the rug. And eventually, I guess missing the World Cup is not enough of a reason to to fix some of these very obvious problems. But that's enough about that. This is the... Uh, this is Mr. Benfica, of course. All right, and that is going to do it for this week. All right, I will see you again soon, or you'll hear from me again soon in episode 38, your UEFA Europe, uh, UEFA Youth League, excuse me. Uh, I do apologize. It is about 1.51 in the morning right now here where I'm at, so uh, my cognizance and my attention span has absolutely escaped me now. But... um. Episode 38 will be dropping soon. Okay, UEFA Youth League. Episode 39 shortly thereafter. That one's in the can. It's already recorded. It's a different type of episode. Um, I'll have more details about it in episode 38. All right. So I hope everyone has a great week. Um, enjoy your football, of course, wherever you're watching it. Um, whether it's uh, whether you're watching your local football, because you should always support local football, unless they give you a reason not to, of course. And um, or you're watching international football, wherever it is you're watching Brazilian league, uh, that's going on still. Flamengo have a big game against Grêmio on Sunday. The 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 league can be wrapped up very soon. Of course, the Copa Libertadores final one week from this Saturday. It's now in Lima, Peru, no longer in Santiago, Chile, due to some political unrest. Uh, former Benfica manager Jorge Jesus, JJ, going to try to be the first Portuguese manager to win the Copa Libertadores. It has been like a lifetime since a European has won it. So it'll be very interesting to watch. I know not everyone's a JJ fan. Some people still upset with the way he left Benfica. Uh, I was upset for a while. I got different views now. I'll get into it in another episode. Um, I see things a little differently now, um, given the way that things have played out at the club since JJ left. But that's going to do it for this episode, for this episode 37. Thank you for sticking with me. I'm going to send you away as I have been lately with Iran Kosta. Enjoy the song, and I will catch you in the next episode very soon. This has been Mr. Benfica, a product of the PTB Podcast Network. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinu, signing off. Have a good one, everybody. See you next time. Hoje é dia de festa e eu quero juntar Minha voz aos milhares no estádio a cantar Ninguém pode parar, essa onda é danada É o Benfica
música que mora no meu coração No meu sangue vermelho de glória e paixão Deixa a águia voar que a gente vai vencer A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar A vitória é nossa e todo mundo vai vibrar A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar Vitória bem fica, todo mundo vai cantar Bem fica, vai pegar Vai pegar, vem fica, vai pegar A bola vai 